Turn up your volume. Because you're about to listen to The Sick Podcast with Tony Maradero. Sports entertainment like no other. It's going to be sick. Brought to you by Cherry River Hard Seltzer. Only 90 calories, natural flavors, and no preservatives. Now available in Quebec Grocery and the Beer Store. Marinero, the sick podcast. And it's brought to you by Cherry River Hard Seltzer. Only 90 calories, natural flavors, no preservatives. Now available in Quebec Grocery Stores and at the Beer Store. We are talking football and joining me, the number one, the number one, Football fantasy expert in the world from the NFL Network, Adam Rank. How you doing, my man? I'm doing wonderful, thank you. I don't know that I'm number one, but I appreciate the uh, I appreciate the love. Does that mean that you did not win most of your fantasy leagues? Because now that most fantasy leagues are done, I have to ask you, Adam. How you many did to. you win? How many were you in, and how many did you win? Well, this is the thing. Like, I have to have a. I want to be as transparent as possible. Last season, I went to six fantasy Super Bowls and lost all six of them. Incredible. I was ahead by 28 points in one and lost on that Stefan Diggs game. This year, that hurts because this year, you know, as we sat here all season, I talked a, a great length about how much I love Tom Brady. I had him on 80% of my rosters, and Tom Brady was the quarterback one in the in the regular season for fantasy football. He was the quarterback 26, 25, excuse me, in the first two weeks. So, so many of my teams got eliminated. So I made it to two championships where I had Justin Herbert as my quarterback and I split it. I thought I was going to lose one. I was in a, I I know nobody cares, but listen, you asked, I'm going to tell you. Going into Monday night's game, I had a five point lead on my friend in Tommy Dreamers league and he had Nick Chubb and I had the Steelers defense. I wasn't even looking. I'm like, I, I, I already resigned myself to losing. And yet Kevin Stefanski threw me a bone by not playing Nick Chubb. The Steelers defense was incredible. So I did manage to capture one. Oh, you won one out of six. I got to tell you, before I broke into the business, uh, which was uh, about 19 and a half years ago, I, I would take part in fantasy pools and I would be really, really good at them but i'm talking hockey and not football fantasy right right right. and then when i got into the business i realized that everyone wanted me to be part of their fantasy pool and everyone wanted to beat me yeah and i didn't win as often as i used to win when i wasn't in the business and then i was finding it really tough because everyone was laughing at me supposedly being a so-called expert and not winning the fantasy and I just, I vowed not to go back. And I haven't been in a fantasy pool in probably, ooh, a good six or seven years, I think. All right, well, we're going to change that next year. You got to come into, we got to do one. We got to make sure we'll have a, we'll have a sick fantasy pool. And well, that'll uh, be good. That'll be fun. Speaking of which, uh, a little birdie tells me that you are going to be part of the sick team. Is that right? But I hear something about uh, Adam Rank, the sick team, the sick podcast. Chicago, talk to me about it. Yeah, six Chicago. We're going to be focusing in on our Chicago Bears. And honestly, it's just something that I've always wanted to do. And getting an opportunity to work with all you with the sick team has been an absolute pleasure this season. So when an opportunity presented itself to do one where we can just focus in on the Bears. Now, if you ever watch me on NFL Network, I sneak in Bears 
I, I don't want to say propaganda, but uh, yeah. a bear's take, you know, here and there. And so I think now is a perfect opportunity to focus in and just uh, an absolute passion of mine to talk about the bears. We're going to be talking about everything that's going to transpire this offseason. Obviously, there's likely to be a new head coach in Chicago, possibly a new general manager. And then just, you know what, take advantage of this opportunity to, to work with, with the, uh, the sick team and to explore deep dive into the uh, Chicago Bears. So I will say it's going to end up being the sickest Bears podcast out there. And I think everybody's going to love it and everybody's going to enjoy it. Amazing. I've been to Chicago before and had fun at Italy. And if yeah. you ever want to meet up at Italy uh, to do a podcast together, you can talk football and I'll be eating the night away. All right. Okay. No problem. Uh, speaking of Chicago, I want to talk to you about Justin Fields. Yeah. He's now on the COVID list. How disappointing is it for Bears fans that you won't be able to watch your number one quarterback until it's, next season? You know, it's a little bittersweet. I think a lot of us were excited because Justin's a competitor and this is going to be his last opportunity to play with some of the veteran players, guys who are not expected to return. Like Allen Robinson, probably not going to play in Chicago next season. Akeem Hicks, some other great veterans are not going to be there. So it would have been a nice send-off. And honestly, we're playing the Vikings, so it's always fun to beat Minnesota, even if it's Sean Mannion or whomever is going to be the quarterback for that team. Yeah. Maybe they'll run Maybe they'll run Kellen Mond out there this time. Who knows? So it would have been fun to see Justin Fields going up against Kellen Mond or whomever. Still, though, I think a lot of us also were kind of like, you know what? Let's not get Justin hurt. Like, let's we're going to have a new coach, whether it's Sean Payton, Jim Harbaugh, or else McDaniels, whomever it's going to be. Who do you Let's want just, personally? Who do you want? Well, I think that the dream, like I'm, I'm of the, of the mind of like, let's swing for the fence, like make the call for Sean Payton. Like there's a lot of rumblings. Uh, yeah. Honestly, I would be shocked if new Orleans let him out of his contract, but I would still call. It goes back to what happened last year with Russell Wilson. And we were one of the four teams that Russell Wilson identified as I wouldn't mind going to Chicago. So Ryan Pace made the call, made an offer. Seattle weighed it. It was kind of late in the year. They didn't really have a replacement. I mean, looking back on it now, I bet Seattle wished they made that deal. But you know what? That's fine. You took a swing. It didn't work out. You went with Justin Fields. I think now you go after Sean Payton. You see what Jim Harbaugh's availability is, and then just start working your way down. And at some point, we'll get to McDaniels. And I'm, I'm not down on McDaniels like a lot of people would be. I know a lot of people remember his time in Denver and what yeah. he did to Indianapolis, but you know what? With the way he's developed quarterbacks, and you look at what Mac Jones has been able to do this season, I'm kind of here for it. And if he wanted to come in, hopefully they would bring in a, a general manager to work with him, or even if it's Ryan Pace, I don't care. Yeah, um, I think McDaniel's would be all right as well. I want to talk to you about the Colts? Let's just say if they lose, <laughs> the Raiders and Chargers just have to tie to get in. Yeah. So I would if Indy it. loses. Do you see both teams playing for a tie? You know what? I I'm a friend. I'm a fan of MTV's The Challenge. I'm a fan of Big Brother Survivor a little bit too. Um, I would love to see them just like make an arrangement. Whoever gets the opening kickoff, you snap the ball and you just stand there for 15 minutes till the quarter ends. Then you take a knee and you do that four times. Obviously, I would be worried if I was the defense yeah. in the fourth quarter. Like, please don't. Please don't double crosses. And if you watch enough reality TV, that's yeah. exactly what would happen. I think it would be fun. And I would just love to, to hear the Sunday night crew. Chris Collins were sitting there having to talk for a night. At least the game would be over quick. Uh, you know, 
give an opportunity. I mean, I'm, I'm available to fill if they need that, if that's going to happen. There's no way that it happens. I would love to see it, but uh, there's no way it happens. They're going to play it out. They want to beat each other. So they will be playing till the bitter end. They're, they're rivals. You know, it's the Raiders and Chargers. Yeah. Like there's, it's not like these teams get along. I know that it's cliche to always say things like these teams don't like each other. They literally don't. And the Raiders are still way more popular in the Los Angeles area. So there's a lot of, there's a lot of resentment from both time from both sides. So I don't, I, I can't see them playing for the tie. Any Jersey, any team, any player sport, bubshop.com for all of your officially licensed sports apparel. And Adam is sporting some sick merchandise with a sick hoodie. Today is game day one. So am I. And if you use code sick 15 for 15% off on all of their items, which includes our sick merchandise. All right. Okay. Uh, moving right along. I want to talk to you about fantasy football awards. Yes. Best player. It was Cooper cup. I think Jonathan Taylor, you know, won a lot of people, a lot of leagues, but yeah. Cooper cup, his average d- draft position was somewhere around the fourth or fifth round. If you picked Cooper cup and you were playing in PPR leagues, even half point PPR leagues, it would be impossible to lose. Like he was such a cheat code week in and week out. I think Cooper cup, was the guy. And if you had a team with Jonathan Taylor and Cooper Cup, I think he probably went undefeated. Biggest bust. Oh, this is difficult to say because Saquon Barkley, I think, still had a lot of buzz in the first round. Uh, A.J. Brown, I don't want to get Anello upset at us, but A.J. Brown was somebody I thought could step up and be a wide receiver yeah. one, although he's been very good over the last couple of weeks. And you know what? I hate to say it. I know that Calvin Ridley went out with with mental health issues. Allen Robinson was another disappointment as well. I really hate to label them as bust, but I think Saquon's the one that sticks out to me because he was going in the first round. Rapid fire. Who you got? Raiders, Chargers. I got the Raiders in this one. I think that what the Raiders have gone through this season has been incredible, and Derek Carr has kept them going, and I think that Derek Carr just finishes the job. Saints-Falcons. You know what? I think the Falcons win this one. I really do. I think the Falcons have been close enough in a lot of games, and I know that they have an opportunity to spoil it for the Saints. I think the Falcons are going to pull it off. 49ers, Rams. 49ers. Keith, Kyle Shanahan owns Sean McVay and the Rams. Yeah, 49ers in a walk. Chiefs, Broncos. Chiefs. The Chiefs still have something to play for. Yeah, that's an easy one. Eagles, Cowboys. Gosh, this has been the most difficult one. Uh, I know that Nick Sirianni is still deciding whether he wants to play or not. I think Dallas still has some motivation. So I'm I'm leaning Dallas right now. I'll be interested to hear what Cash has to say about it, but I'm kind of leaning towards the Cowboys at the moment. All right, okay. Uh, you know, I forgot one, I think, but I how about the surprise player of the year? You know, it's somebody, I will say this, and he, well, I think Amon Ross St. Brown is probably the easiest answer because over the last three weeks nobody has been more consistent than he at the wide receiver position but I also got to believe that Chase uh Jamar Chase excuse me he was a guy who in August people acted like he forgot how to play football Mm -hmm. he had a couple of drops he made a remark about the stripe of the football and then everybody's like this guy's terrible they should have drafted Penny Sewell blah 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 I was not one of those people. I was a huge advocate for Jamar Chase. If you read my Cincinnati Bengals state of the franchise, I even wrote there and I posted the receipts on Instagram so people could see it. Like I was actually 
backing up the Bengals. There is, I wouldn't have made that move for Jalen Waddle or Devontae Smith. Yeah. But for Jamar Chase, different human being. So I think between him and Amon Ross St. Brown, those two guys were studs. And so I think they're Jamar Chase, not as much of a surprise because he was still a first round draft pick, but people had written him off. And Amon Ross St. Brown, because he went to USC and people still go by this notion that USC quarterback or wide receivers can't play in the NFL, but they're starting to prove that is an incorrect assessment. Have fun with the sickest Chicago uh, Bears podcast in the world. We'll talk to you soon. Thanks. All right. Talk to you soon. There you have it. Now, my favorite NFL insider in the world, Ian Rappaport. Word on the street with Rap Sheet. Ian, how are you? What's going on, man? How are you? Anything you uh, would like to discuss today? Oh my God! Let's let's Anything? start and probably end with Antonio Brown. This is this is fascinating to say the least. Unless you were on planet Mars and you missed it, Antonio Brown and his Bucks on the weekend uh, were playing the Jets in Jersey, and uh, the Jets are up in the game, and he's on the sideline, and at one point he's taken off his jersey, and a teammate goes over and tries to talk him out of it to no okay. avail. To, takes off his jersey, his Under Armour, whatever, his gloves, throws them in the stands makes his way off the field. Some coaches are looking at him in disbelief. Others are probably surprisingly actually in belief. And he makes his way through the end zone. He jumps up and down. He has the fans cheer him off. He makes his way into the locker room to a couple of high fives and then a couple of pictures. See him waiting for an Uber uh, outside the stadium, uh, seen courtside at a basketball game the day after. Um, Bruce Arians, coach of the Bucks, says he's done. He's no longer a Buck. Tom Brady, quarterback of the Bucks, says let's be compassionate with what he's going through right now. And then last night, Antonio Brown breaks his silence, issues a statement basically saying he had a real bad ankle injury. He sent text messages to the coach during the week. The coach was aware of it. They're making him out to look like he's the bad guy. He wasn't in. The coach went up to him and said, what's going on? He said, my ankle. The coach said, you're done. And then he walked. So he says, I didn't walk away from the team. I was cut. Ian, Antonio Brown's history leads me not to believe his story because, but at the end of the day, like, it's only so many people that know. But call me naive or stupid if you want. I kind of believe a little bit of a story. Yeah, I mean, I would say there's definitely some truth in there. He does have an ankle injury, he but he played with it for several months, and I think it may actually have predated that. I mean, he did have an injury, but players play with injuries. He didn't practice Thursday or Friday, but looked really good pregame, looked good Saturday for the walkthrough, and was healthy enough to play. So is that an injury situation or not? A couple things. That, that was a very, very good summary. A couple things Thank you left out. One is before the week on Wednesday, he went to the box and asked him to guarantee a million dollars of his incentives. He wanted his incentives guaranteed. Um, and they said no, because that's not what incentives are. And so oh, man, this doesn't smell good. This doesn't smell good. And then at halftime of the game, he, so he was already annoyed going into the game. Halftime of the game, he was pissed about how many targets he got. I think it was targeted four times was not happy about that, angrily voiced his frustration in the locker room, had to be calmed down, and then refuses to go into the game. Bruce Arians comes over, says, go in. He says, no. Bruce Arians says, get out of here, and then sends him off the field. Now, 
you know, did they cut him on the sidelines? Like you're gone pretty clearly means you're gone. Uh, but I guess you could sort of quibble with the language, but that's what happened. And then you're right. I mean, the Twitter barrage this morning, you know, posting text messages from like Alex Guerrero, who's Brady's trainer, um, would make him seem like the nicest person in the world. I don't know what Antonio Brown was looking for there, but the trainer seemed very nice. Anyway, quite the saga we got going on here. Quite the saga. Wow. Uh, as much as, you know, I said that I believe a little bit of it, it, it kind of, the other part of me seems like he had a plan. And it was, this was all part well, of his plan. I, I, I don't, I don't know. Um, I, you know, if you had a plan, would you want to talk yourself off of one of the better teams in the NFL as a chance at another ring? That's the only thing I can't think of is like, that's a good question. At, at the end of all this, like what was his goal, right? Like was his goal to play or not play? Because if his goal was to not play, well, like, you know, mission accomplished, but then I don't know, like what, like, what are we doing here? You know, if you're not going to go play on a team that's a good team with a chance to win the Super Bowl, then, like, why are we out here? So you're right. Why would he leave the, the 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 Super Bowl champ, Tampa Bay Bucks, who are led by the best quarterback in football history? Who just uh, won a Super Bowl. Who wins Super Bowls better than anyone else, and especially at a later age, and has defied logic and physics in that respect. With a wide open Super Bowl, who's any one Super Bowl this year, with a couple of attainable bonuses at his grasp, why would he leave? Like, it's man, is it strange? And that's why, like, you know, there's a lot of discussion about mental health, and, you know, the Bucks wanted him to get some help. Um, instead of cutting him, they wanted him to stay on the team and they would just arrange for some help. He didn't want to. But there are some things here where you say, you know, I, I, at least I get it. Like, I understand why they were, they thought that or they thought slash think that he had some mental illness because some of this stuff doesn't make any sense. So I don't know. I just know what they thought and what they wanted him to do. And the end, he didn't do it, but it's just very, very, very curious situation for the Bucks. He claims that the Bucks doctors injected him with some painkillers that are, um, you know, not too good for you. Well, what if what if those accusations happen to be true? I mean, I, I know he got a painkilling shot before the game. There was a NFLPA notice discouraging the use of Toradol, which is a painkiller. If that's what he's discussing, I guess that makes sense. I don't know that for sure, but I guess that makes sense. It also is, you know, somewhat widely used in in the NFL. Uh, it's probably not that healthy for you, but it will probably not be the only thing that's not that healthy for you. Um so, I mean, I mean, this is the problem, though, is, like, they didn't hold him down and take it. He willingly took it. So, like, what does that all mean, I guess? Is this a big loss for the Buck? Can they go out and win another Super Bowl without Antonio Brown? They can, but it is a loss. Like, I can't – I'm not going to sit here and say, like, you know, next man up. Like, like, he's a good receiver, and they are a good team, but part of the reason they're a good team is because they have good players, and he was one of the really good players. So um, uh, it's it's not something where I'm going to say, like, they'll be fine. Like, I don't know if they're going to be fine because he is a really good player, and he was one of their key guys. And, you know, I think it's pretty clear that when he was not out there, they were a little bit worse of a team, and now they go into the playoffs, obviously, without him at all. Um, and it did make the better. 
Speaking sense. of really good players, the Titans get one back. It's a late Christmas gift. I'm sure they're pretty happy about it. Derrick Henry is back and healthy. Yeah. Derrick Henry is back. And, you know, this was the plan the whole time. I know there were some other reports, and, you know, some people think he didn't, you know, wasn't going to play this year. Like, they knew he was going to play. And if you think about it, the timing makes sense because if they don't have a bye, then it will be 10 weeks from the injury, and it's a six to 10 week injury. So he's at like the healthy end. If they do have a bye, then it's 11 weeks. So, like, that is a pretty healthy, fully healthy, ready to roll Derrick Henry. And, like, I don't need to tell you, like, this is one of the best players in the NFL, regardless of position. He is certainly one of the best running backs. He was an MVP candidate. He is rested. He is in shape. He is ready. He is healthy. That is a scary proposition for any team. You're right about that. 49ers must win game. Is Jimmy G ready to go? And if he is, will he put them over the top? Um, I, I, I don't know if he's going to be ready to go. Yesterday, I know he practiced, but that really didn't sound promising. I mean, he described his fingers, his hand, as feeling like the webbing of the hand was ripping each time he made a throw. Wow. He said it hurts like hell and then used a bunch of other bad words to describe how much pain he was in, just throwing in practice. Wow. And that's not even going full strength. So, like, could he practice? Like, yeah, I guess it's possible. Um, but I would not say that was the most promising development of all time yesterday for the 49ers. And, yeah, I mean, they need to win. And, like, there's a chance they may have Trey Lance to do it. Or, you know, Jimmy Garoppolo is not healthy enough, then, you know, certainly it'll be Trey Lance. All right, one more, and then we'll get to Cash, who's going to try and make us a little money this weekend. But Mike Zimmer's future in Minnesota seems uncertain. What are you hearing? Yeah, I would say uncertain is probably a good way to describe it. Um, You know, missed the playoffs five of eight years. They've been a little stagnant. They seem to have gone like this, which is just like, you know, I mean, they they go roller coaster every day, but they end up at the same spot. I mean, so, you know, is this a team that's going to make a deep playoff run, even if they got in? Probably not. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I could see – I could certainly see some new leadership, you know, and then it's a question of um, what else do they want to do? Who are they going to hire? You know, where, where do they go from here? Because I think the roster's good. The quarterback is good enough. They just kind of felt like they'd stagnated and they need something to push them over the top. Enjoy your football this weekend. Stay safe. All right, you too, man. Cheers. Let's get the cash. Money, 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 money. Here he is. What's going on, my man? What's happening, Tony, man? I'm excited for uh, this week 18, first week 18 ever. What do you got? Uh, guys, look, it's been a great NFL season, but week 18, like week 17 usually is, it's probably the hardest week to handicap. You got integrity issues, teams who are playing for something, teams who aren't. So I'm going to attack the games right away. First of all, I'm going to attack the Saturday games, and I'm going to attack the games where integrity is a necessity. Uh, guys, I'm looking at the Chiefs minus 11 and a half. Are they going to get the bye? Probably not. Tennessee's probably going to win, but they have a chance. And then let's say they go out and lose to the Broncos and then Tennessee ends up losing. They're going to regret that forever. I don't know if you guys remember, but three years ago or two years ago when the Chiefs won the Super Bowl, the Dolphins beat the Patriots to get the Chiefs a bye. They could have easily handed that game over, taken a a night off. They didn't against the Chargers. They won that game. Similar thing over here, guys. I think they're going to beat the Broncos. The spread's 10 and a half. I'm seeing 11s. Get on the Chiefs up to minus 13. I like that play. I think they're going to hammer them. Chiefs got something to prove. Uh, Guys, Cowboys, Eagles. This is a tough one. This is something I'm going to be honest. One unit play. Nothing more than one unit. I don't want people going out there and hammering it. 
Cowboys minus four and a half. The metrics, they're a much better team. You don't know if the Eagles are going to play. If I'm the Eagles coach, if I'm Sirianni, I'm sitting my guys. I'm not playing. You can't really move up in seating. I'm not going to risk injury and all that stuff. Give me the Cowboys minus four and a half. My biggest play of the week. This is a team that I've come. Yes, to yes. Again. Yes, Sorry? yes. San Francisco plus four and a half. And I want to sprinkle on the money line too. Uh, guys, are you are you the president of the San Francisco 49ers fan club? What's the story here? Do you have shares in the team or what? What's a, what's going on? Guys, I got a nice future ticket sitting in my pocket there. I got a 39 to 1 on the San Francisco 49ers to win the Super Bowl. I need these guys to make the playoffs, but every bet I make is an individual bet. It's a different bet in itself. I like them to cover the four and a half year. I don't care if it's Jimmy playing or if it's Lance playing. Give me the 49ers plus four and a half. I think they're going to win this game. I think they're going to keep it close. Here's one more, guys. I've been on the Saints all season. We've done okay with them. We went through a rough stretch, but then we cashed quite a few in a row with them. I like the Falcons plus four and a half. There's inherent value there. They're four and a half point underdogs at home against the Saints. If this was a regular week 12 or week 13 game, the spread would be around three. You're getting a free one and a half points. Guys, give me the Falcons plus four and a half. Now my last one, maybe the game of the week. Chargers Raiders. I like the Chargers. I can't side with the Raiders. Derek Carr's been amazing. He's a top 10 quarterback to me. I think Justin Herbert's better. I like the Chargers. I like the Chargers to make a run in the playoffs. Give me the Chargers on the money line minus three, three units on the Chargers guys. You heard that one. Three units cash. We'll do it again next time. Enjoy your football. And I hope for you that on Saturday and Sunday, you, my friend, make us some money because I spent it all during the holidays. Make us some money cash. We'll talk to you again next time. Cheers, brother. Sure. It's the Sick Podcast. Follow us on Facebook at the Sick Podcast, on Instagram at the Sick Podcast, and our YouTube channel. Subscribe. It's absolutely free. This podcast is sick. And that's a wrap. Hope you don't miss us too much until next time. Follow the Sick Podcast on YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, Google Play, and Apple Podcasts. The Sick Podcast is brought to you by Cherry River Hard Seltzer. Only 90 calories, natural flavors, and no preservatives. Now available in Quebec Grocers and The Beer Store.